You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, February 1st, 2009. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and methodology for discerning your life purpose. Don't miss this opportunity to learn biblical principles that will help you discover your destiny. Peace, joy, and satisfaction will be yours only if you discover and fulfill your life purpose. The next Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will be held on March 20, 2009 in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. See the website strategieswork.com for details. Beginning in March, the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will be presented as a webinar. The SLA Seminar will be presented in eight sessions, each one and a half hours in length. This learning venue will take place Tuesday from March 24th to May 12th. This seminar is designed to help you discover and fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Take advantage of these training venues, accelerate your growth in Christ, and learn to glorify God in your workplace. Information about this webinar is available on the website strategieswork.com. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. These consultants are equipped to help you grow in Christ and to fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Please contact them or contact the Strategies at Work home office if you would like our help. See strategieswork.com for details. And now Dr. Chester brings us a message titled, State of the Union, Near Panic. One of my clients recently called up Near Panic. His sales had dropped a stunning 40% in one month. As with most small businesses, his company is thinly capitalized. Furthermore, a few months ago, he paid off his credit line and was summarily advised by his bank that the credit line was canceled. Bewildered, he sought counsel regarding how to respond to this daunting financial challenge. Pundits now state that the current recession began in December 2007, and most believe that it will not improve until next year. It appears that virtually every industry has been impacted. One of the most pedestrian barometers of the healthy economy is employment data. In 2008, the net loss was 2.6 million jobs. The worst year for employment during the post-World War II era. The Labor Department reported that 11.1 million people were unemployed. An unemployment rate of 7.2%, up from 2.3% in December 2007. For the week of January 17th, the seasonally adjusted initial jobless benefits claims were 589,000, a 26-year high. The Labor Department reported that 4.6 million people are currently seeking jobless benefits, plus another 2 million are seeking benefits from the Emergency Federal Extension Program. Layoff announcements seem to be almost a daily occurrence. Microsoft is reducing its workforce by 5,000. United Airlines, Huntsman, Intel, and Eaton plan to lay off 1,500, 1,175, 6,000, and 5,200 respectively. In addition, other well-known companies such as Beechcraft, Clear Channel Communications, ConocoPhillips, and Time Warner have announced workforce reductions. Last year, nationwide, 
New home and apartment construction was at 904,000 units, the lowest since 1959. If the December data is an indicator of 2009, the annual rate this year will be 550,000 units, down 40% from 2008. Given the severity of the recession, many compare it to the Great Depression of the 1930s. A recent article argues, however, that we're still a long way from the depths of despair of that era. Consider the following examples cited in the article. First, GDP. From 1929 to 1933, inflation-adjusted GDP dropped 27%, 10 times worse than any recession since. Second, unemployment. In 1933, it peaked at 25%, which is more than three times today's rate of 7.2%. Third, bank failures. In the 1930s, one-third of the banks failed. Today, a few dozen banks have failed or merged with others. And fourth, stock market value. At its low point in the Great Depression, the stock market dropped 90% from its peak in 1929. Today, the stock market has dropped about 40% from its peak. In his inaugural address, President Obama provided a litany of factors that contributed to the current economic calamity. For example, he pointed to greed, irresponsibility, failure to endure hardship, lack of accountability, and failure to make hard choices as contributors. Quoting from scripture, he chided the American people for failing to put aside childish things. Later in his inaugural address, President Obama called us to remake America by returning to the values that made us the most powerful and prosperous nation on earth. As facilitators of success, he cited values such as honesty, hard work, imagination, tolerance, patriotism, loyalty, service, faith, determination, selflessness, kindness, courage, nurture, fair play, curiosity, responsibility, hope, virtue, equality, and freedom. He also noted that we must find meaning in something greater than ourselves. I applaud President Obama's challenge to the American people to return to biblical values and to live for a purpose greater than ourselves. Clearly living like this will facilitate blessing. It will take time, however, to recover from the current economic calamity, even if the American people fully embrace the President's call to biblical values, and I pray that we will. But in the meantime, how do we navigate these difficult times? What action should both organizations and individuals take in response to the current recession? For organizations, consider the following course of action. Aggressively right-size your organization. My experience with economic recessions is that most business leaders get behind the curve. That is, they are too slow to respond. As a result, they bleed red ink throughout the course of the recession. For companies with weak capital structures, this will probably mean bankruptcy. For others, their financial position will be weakened to the point that they will be unable to take advantage of the business opportunities on the other side of the recession. The best solution is to avoid the red ink by making the hard but necessary cost reductions to match the business level during the recession. At the very least, seek to break, break even. Remember that God values profit. See the parable of the minas in Luke 19. Now for individuals, consider the following course of action. First, start living like a steward, not like a consumer. 
Consumers focus on satisfying themselves, their pleasures, appetites, desires, and rights. Stewards focus on their master, asking the question, how does the master wish for me to use his resources? Every human being has three basic resources to steward, time, talent, and treasure, or money. The Apostle Paul pointed out that all of these resources have been given to us by our Creator. Hence, they are His resources. We are therefore simply stewards of these resources, and as stewards we do not have the right to use them as we wish. Rather, it is incumbent on us, as created beings, to use our time, talent, and treasure in accordance with the wishes of our Master. Good stewards continually seek the will of the Master on every decision. Second, find your divinely ordained workplace assignment. Don't look for a job. Thinking in terms of a job implies work that you have to do to make money. Rather, think in terms of finding your workplace assignment. That is the work that God has specifically prepared you to do. God has created you for a purpose. You will never find peace, joy, and contentment until you discover and fulfill God's will for your life. Don't let pride or money get in the way. Surrender your vision for your life and ask God to reveal His vision for your life. Be willing to do whatever He leads you to do, even if it means a reduction in your standard of living. Finally, don't panic. The current recession is a reality check from God. He is sovereignly working through the circumstances. Our responsibility is to seek Him and trust Him. He will guide and direct us. He will care for us. These times may not be easy, but they can be times of growth if we respond biblically. May the Lord grant us the grace to do that.